It doesn't matter if you're running a multi-billion rand global organization or you're the CEO of your own spaza selling spatlo kokas. The principles of running a business remain the same. The core decisions you need to make are also the same, different in scale and approach, but when you get down to the fundamental decisions, the frameworks for making them have a lot more in common than you think. So come on a walk with us as we explore the jungle of doing business. I'm Katakani Baloyi, a commercial strategist specializing in enterprise and supplier development. I'm Lungam Simang, a human capital strategist. And I'm Mo Malele, marketing events and go-to-market strategist. And together, we'll be discussing various scenarios the typical business person, be they a corporate professional or an intrepid entrepreneur, might come across during their career. We'll unpack the challenges, discuss different mental models for working through them, and share our perspectives on practical solutions you could apply in your business. Corporate or startup, there's always safety in numbers. Take the journey with us. It's, it's a, a jungle, jungle out there. So, guys, episode five. It's a jungle yes. podcast. I feel like we should be having a celebration. But actually, guys, before we start on the topic for this week, can I just say, mm-hmm. um, if you're listening to this podcast now, please don't be selfish. Share the podcast. Because <laughs> like, there's people who are like, oh man, I love this. And they listen to it. Or they'll like when we share on our social medias on LinkedIn, Bookface, Twitter, IG, whatever. But no one shares it. And it's like, guys, don't be selfish. Share the buzz. My share. Co- my co-hosts are nodding their heads in agreement. Just share. You can't share, see them. Share, share, share. I'm sure everyone can Spread hear Spread the now. love. Okay. Spread the love. Okay. Speaking of love, guys. Throw us some streams. I think. What a segue. I think. You know me. I'm the segue mm-hmm. guy. You, you do frameworks and I rock segues. <laughs> and then... Mo, we still need to figure out what Mo's thing I is. I just hang out, really. Mo's just chill to chill. I just, re- that's, that's my life. Vibes. I'm just constantly hanging out. Vibes. Yeah. Listen, guys, I'll say love. <laughs> this week, this week, can we actually just have a discussion about self-love and self-love in the context of you are an entrepreneur trying to get this business up and running and you've got what feels like the weight of the world on your shoulders, like so much pressure so much going on in your mind all the time, 24-7, your brain is running and there's that stress. Mm. As a as a person in corporate leadership, like if, if you've got some sort of position where you're responsible for delivering stuff, you're junior management, middle management, I don't even want to talk about senior and executive management, like there's constantly stuff that's weighing on your mind. Do we ever kind of stop and just be like, yo, I, I, I need some me time, I need... I need to do a little bit of self-care. And the, this question, like, Mo has got a pen just busy drawing shapes on the table because it's hitting her hard. Lunga is just, like, zoned out into space. <laughs> his fingers are over his mouth. He just, he's... You've taken me to a place. Yeah, right? like, Lunga left. Like, I, yeah. I, I saw you leave, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was face-to-face with my problems for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <sighs> I think we all just need to, like, let out a breath. Collectively. The, Even the, the people that thing, are listening... The only thing we came here to do yeah. and the only thing we came here to record was us exhaling. For this session? Yeah. On three. One, two, and to you listener as well, three. Just breathe. God Let damn it, that felt good. Picture the frustrations leaving your body. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've just cracked the code. Listen. There we go. Let's go home. 
we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> so please share, like, and share this episode. Share, like, and subscribe. Subscribe. Like, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Click that little bell to be notified. All those things. <laughs> Man, and it's like, so, like, for me, where this was coming from, I think I, I was listening to, I think it was a previous episode that we did. And at some point, we brought up Uriki. <clears throat> Uriki Rick. Um, R.I.P. And... Like I think one of us made the comment that we actually need to have that conversation. I think one of us was you. Possibly, possibly. It makes sense because it would stu- <laughs> be stuck in my head. It would be stuck. It makes sense. But I think it was that, and also the fact that I'm constantly seeing on social media, yo guys, no, no one ever talks about how tough it is being an entrepreneur on your mental health. No one ever talks about how tough it is being specifically a black person more specifically a black woman in corporate environments. Like one, let's talk about it. And two, like let's maybe speak, not necessarily about some of our experiences, but around some of the things that we've done to navigate those spaces. Cause I think we've all been there in one way or another way, mm. like shit is hitting the fan and you feel like you're breaking apart and somehow you need to keep it all together. Like, <laughs> Lunga is still so zoned out. <laughs> He's having flashbacks. Yeah, Lunga is like dealing with his PTSD. Like, I think you just sent him back to Nam. Like, he, he's in he's in Nam right now. He, just, he <laughs> just took off the glasses and he's like, rubbing his eyes. <laughs> I wish you guys could see what Lunga's going through right now. His glasses are off. He's <laughs> hands over mouth. He's a meme right now. He is a meme. He's a meme. He's a meme. <laughs> I feel like I'm going through a lot just looking at you. You guys don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> guys, we're about to get real. Lunga, breathe. Okay. Feel, fe- feel the anger and frustrations. Leave your body Here, one limb at a time. Here's, here's the thing, guys. Yeah. Um, when people say that people at work are not your friends... I think that's not entirely true, guys. You guys are my friends and we met at work. So mm-hmm. I think we, we possibly need to qualify that and say friendship did not bring us together, but friendship is something we can make. Yeah, That's just something I'm getting out the way early, a little segue. But yeah. why do we have the jobs that we have? We go there, we do stuff. Mm-hmm. In return for doing stuff, people pay us for the output. Yeah. Yes, that is employment. <clears throat> right. So we're clear on that. And there's an old school... Undercurrent. I shouldn't say undercurrent. It's very much a current. It's happening. <laughs> In your face. Whoosh. Where some contracts stipulate that they also own your time mm-hmm. between a certain time and a certain time. Yep. But predominantly they say output first and that output, the expectation is that you do it during these core hours. Mm. Cool. Fine. I don't think that's the lived experience of most of us. I think a lot of us end up feeling like, geez, do these guys own all my time? Mm-hmm. Do these guys just want me to eat shit and sleep when I leave and then be back as quickly as possible to do more of I don't know what? <laughs> they own you. Stuff. Stuff. They own you. Yeah, I've struggled with that concept generally because, dude, you can look at me clicking away at my keyboard, typing who knows what, and I might be doing Jack, I might, not, I might not be doing, I might be playing solitaire, man. Yep. So I've had just 
issues around whether you can see me or not and whether that matters to you and why it mm-hmm. matters to you. And the reason you're worried about seeing me is because you haven't defined what exactly it is you want me to do. Yeah. So you can't even measure my output. So mm. you think, okay, the next best thing is I just want to see him and then I feel like it's money well spent. Yeah. Yeah. And that tension, when it's like, dude, why am I in this meeting? There's no agenda. You don't even know why you called me here. You're trying to like... Uh, Make it up as you go along. You know? Look busy. And if you pay me uh, the money that you do, like surely let's apply our minds and figure out a, be- a better way to do this <laughs> apply <laughs> apply your mind man how <laughs> so I, I i think i've i've just i've had some great bosses mm. some bad bosses but even the bad ones at least they were there i've had bosses that also weren't present so do i have a boss mm. anyway mm, no. it's been it's been interesting and i've got like a range of experiences but it's it's led to sometimes exacerbating mental health issues it's led to uh demotivation um and in the good experiences it's led to a combination of supporting and being challenged that has really allowed me to grow so when you have mm. good experiences and shit experiences you really really feel the shit ones yeah and you take it to heart because It's a lie to say that work isn't personal. Work is very personal to me. 100%. True. True. Dude, the, myth. the random stuff I do here gets yeah. me money and I eat. Yeah. How much more personal, personal is it? Yeah. <laughs> How much more personal can you get than that? Yeah. True. 100%. Can, can I just qualify a few things about this conversation? One, I, I don't know where this conversation is going to go. It might just be like 30 minutes of us ranting. Yeah. Um, it might be something that is cathartic just for us in the room it might be cathartic for people who are listening who are like man i feel seen or i feel heard i thought i was the only one it might also land up with us actually at the end of it being like okay these are the three or four things that you can walk away with what i just want to say the, the qualifiers guys please don't go tell your bosses to apply their minds on monday <laughs> oh. so i was told <laughs> over the weekend listen here i was told apply your mind man <laughs> that you should apply your mind <laughs> But let's not do that and the thing number two like we, none of us obviously like qualified psychiatric or psychological professionals this is just us having a conversation kind of sharing our experiences and what what we've learned from our experiences and how we've worked through it so it's very interesting longa some of the stuff that you you brought up there the the two things for me that really jumped out is kind of the concept of someone else owning your time and they're not owning it for productive reasons it's owning it just for the sake of owning it or thinking that they own it and secondly is some of the mental slash emotional struggles that basically come from you hitting brick walls in that sense and you end up feeling like demotivated and you don't really have the the energy to be about it i think in the corporate environment we've all experienced that mode do you have like similar experiences that you've had in the entrepreneurial space yeah all the time like that's just my life man mm-hmm. um uh, <laughs> like sometimes i have clients that are very painful to work with i never really understood actually the concept of firing a client until i had clients that were that were more trouble than they're worth and mm-hmm. it's always it's always the people that don't pay you the, the money that they should be paying you mm-hmm. that actually chow up majority of your time and they're just painful just painful people to work with mm-hmm. 
but I'm constantly overwhelmed. I think that's the one thing I'm always saying. I'm constantly overwhelmed. My WhatsApp is as busy as my email. Mm-hmm. I manage like two or three different emails mm-hmm. across the different entities that I'm involved in. So I personally feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in a constant state of complete overwhelm all mm-hmm. the time. Which is why when I zone out, I zone out and I can, I, I can like disappear for a couple of days or disappear for a week and just like move away from the world, mm. not be on any socials, not be on my phone and just take a step back. Yeah. And I often feel like that's what keeps me sane. Just being away from people. I mean, it's, 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 it sounds crazy to say, but people are exhausting. <laughs> No, really? What? People you are exhausting. You guys are a lot. Oh, like you humans. Humanity no. is exhausting, and sometimes you just need to just like wusa mm-hmm. away from humanity. Just like I'm just gonna like sleep like I've never slept before, type thing, and just like forget um, that I am a human being with other human beings in the world, which is something that I do pretty often actually myself, and that's where I find I get to recharge my batteries, and it just keeps me sane. But don't you get people being like? Feeling like, oh, so you're ghosting us. Yeah, all the time. How how, how do you deal with it? All the time. I don't know. Maybe I am actually ghosting you, but is that such a bad thing? (laughs) Why why are you ghosting? Yeah, like, yeah, like maybe I actually, maybe like, maybe I haven't read your texts. Yeah. And I'll get to your text. I'll get to your email. I'll get to it. Why is it such a bad thing to be unavailable? We live in, like, we live in a constant state of being available. Mm. It's almost, mm-hmm. it's almost sinful for a human being to be unavailable. Mm. For whatever reason, I choose not to be available, Katagani. Mm. I'm just not available. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the work needs to get done and it will get done. Cause remember, I'm equally invested in delivering the outcome as you are getting it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like. <laughs> I remember, I remember the one time I was in the office. Um, this is pre-pandemic. I was in the office and I can't sit at my desk all day. I'd had a, sh- a short focus burst. Um, I'd done like an hour of focused work and I was just tired. My brain sort of tapped out for a bit. Mm-hmm. And my offices were quite close to a mall. Mm-hmm. So I just got up, went out and walked around the mall for a bit, like seeing people doing ordinary mundane things. It's sort of like my brain was on cruise control for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I went back and I did more work. Before that, though, my boss calls me. <laughs> and he hears people. Lunga, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> my answer. That's never a good thing. My answer. I'm in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Just taking a walk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there was that email that you meant to respond to. Okay, sure. When I get back, I'll look at it. But is there something I can help you with now? Now, <laughs> this might sound like it's a crazy thing for me to nitpick, but in that moment, what I thought to myself was, why is this conversation happening the way it's happening? Mm-hmm. Because if we're running based on trust and efficiency, yeah. by the way, this is a pet peeve of mine that has nothing to do with my boss, nothing to do with work. I hate it when someone calls me and asks me where I am. When the next thing they're going to say has nothing to do with my location. (laughs) (laughs) It really irritates me. So I'm sorry. Maybe I just got peeved in that moment. Because I'm just like, dude, this preamble of where I am actually doesn't matter. Because eventually we got into a conversation where I had the answers. Mm. Hi, Lunga, I need this. Yeah. Okay, I either do or don't know how to do it. If I do know how to do it and it's verbal, here's the answer. If I don't, you'll have the answer in half an hour. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Done. Mm-hmm. 
Move on. You didn't need to drop a pin for that. Mm. Move on. You know what I'm saying? Fair. Fair. I don't um, think I've ever asked someone think, where they are. But oh, I, you'd be surprised how many times it yeah. happens. But I think it's the whole ideology of when you are employed, people like there's a culture of ownership particularly in the space of employment, of traditional employment at least. It's not mm. just about owning your time and owning the result. It's about owning you. Yeah. People constantly want to be like, I know where Lunga is. I know where Katakani is. Whether or not you're doing the work is a secondary. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel comfortable knowing that all my reportees are at their desks. I am managing. Yes, I am managing. <laughs> I'm just comfortable. I can see that you're here. Your laptop is open. It's all good. Whether you're playing solitaire or not, that's a secondary factor. I think it's a culture of ownership. Do you guys know how much anxiety it gives me being in a place where people can see me and look over my shoulder? Like, I, I've been fortunate in the sense that I haven't had managers like that. I've, I've maybe had one manager in my in my history who's like micro manager. Mm. But for the most part, my managers have been chilled. Like, I remember my one of my first managers was like. Bruh, take a smoke break. <laughs> People who actually smoke take smoke breaks. You like You don't co- smoke, co- but like go and smoke? yeah, just go no, for a walk in not, the mall. Not even go for like a, some of us. Yeah, like go for a walk in the mall, close your XR, play solitaire, browse the internet for smoke a smoke break. It's chilled. And mm. like they like he, he literally was sitting behind me and he could literally see what was on my screen. And he's like, Bruh, take a take a smoke break. And it's one of those things that I I can't explain how much value it added to me as a quote-unquote employee to be in an environment where like you're not expected to be where i can see you 24 7 you're not expected to like guys let's let's be honest most employees most of us probably get the week's worth of work done by wednesday like if we had to sit down and roll up our arms and we take five days worth of work, most of us typically get it done by like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is a chill day. Like if you had to break down your time. Mm-hmm, fair enough. But most of us end up now feeling the pressure to kind of like, okay, if I'm going to be done with 100% of my work and 60% of the time, I need to find something to fill that other 40%, 40% of time. Mm-hmm. And for me, like that gives me immense anxiety. Like now I need to look busy when I figured out a way to get stuff done in 30% of the time that all the other employees have done it. Like, why is Katakani walking around? Why isn't he working that time? The work is done and dusted. Like, for me, like it's, it's an anxiety-inducing, the idea that I've got to fill my time with stuff. As you're describing it, <laughs> the word in my mind, or the phrase in my mind was, geez, anxiety-inducing. Yeah. That's just what it, it's like there's an anvil above your head waiting yeah. to drop. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Why would you create that kind of environment if you want me to give my best? Don't right. be weird, man. Right. <laughs> right. And giving me space doesn't necessarily mean there isn't an anvil above my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, it, it, it almost when are we making this a YouTube series? It, you guys need to see we, Lunga's reactions. Yes. <laughs> Hands are flailing. (laughs) (laughs) It's either an anvil or giving me enough rope so that you hope I hang myself. myself? You you trip and fall and yeah, yeah. Okay. It's crazy. Great environment, man. So basically, actually, I think one point that we can take out of this because it's fair to assume that the audience for this podcast is people who are either in 
positions of leadership or aspiring to be in positions of leadership. Guys, please don't be assholes to the people that you're in control of or that you're in charge of, rather. Managing doesn't mean I can see you. Managing doesn't mean I know when you're online. Managing doesn't mean I know when you are sitting at your desk and when you're not. Managing is getting people to give you the best results possible. Mm. And sometimes that means giving people genuine freedom, giving people legitimate freedom. It means that when when you tell your your employees or your subordinates that they can take a break instead of just saying it to them like actually take them hey dude let's go on a smoke break mm. like not not going for an actual smoke hey dude let's go take a walk across the road let's go for a coffee and 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 build that culture within your organizations of mm. um of actually letting people have space and room to breathe like physically breathe mentally breathe emotionally spiritually whatever otherly yeah. I mean, that's how you get the best out of your people anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, the, the, the whole concept of micromanaging mm. as a tool of getting the work out of your people mm. has has always baffled and befuddled me. Mm. Because are you saying that the only, like, are you saying that your team is only ever delivering if you're sitting on them? Then, mm. then there's something fundamentally wrong with the way that you hire. You're and, hiring the wrong people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you've got the wrong people around you. Yeah. In my experience, micromanaging has never actually um, yielded, you better know, ex- results. Yeah, yeah. B- better results. Mm. I like to think that if you if if you actually are managing properly and you're hiring the right people, everybody in your orbit or on your team is equally invested as you are in getting this work done at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So I, allow them the freedom mm. to do that, and then because you are a manager, unlock the bottlenecks. Mm. When the bottlenecks are there, so your people can actually deliver at the highest level on a consistent basis. Yeah, don't be the bottleneck. Yes, which is why it's sometimes like 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 more often than not, you find that the manager is actually the problem. Like yeah. you are the bottleneck yes. that is you know hindering people delivering the 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 results. Yeah, but I'm equally as invested as you on in getting this work done. Yeah. Um, you know, the both of you are speaking about certain things, and I've raised some things as well. And I realize there's nuance to this because it isn't always the same problem. Mm. There's this popular model called the support challenge model. It sounds popular. <laughs> no idea what it is, but I, I say popular t- maybe in my circles. Oh, um, they <laughs> they buy the sweet HR stuff. <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> the sweet HR sweet, stuff. Sweet, sweet, sweet world of HR. Yeah. They buy the sweet HR stuff. Um, <laughs> so support challenge. <laughs> You guys suck. Anyway. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so we're here. So I'll describe this. Imagine an x-axis and a y-axis, right? Mm-hmm. And the x-axis would be the level of challenge. Yeah. And the y-axis would be the level of support. Mo, this is a great time. I'm thinking of your suggestion of when are we going to go via YouTube? Because then I'd bring out the flip chart right yeah. now. And I, I was literally just thinking about it right now, actually, <laughs> that it'd be really cool to actually illustrate it. But yeah. Guys, if, if but any, we'll get there. We'll get if there. If any so, of you are running like graphic design businesses and you want to illustrate some of these concepts, hit us up. Ooh. Mm, that'd be delicious. Ooh. As, as you were, my good sir. I mean, being in the business of being in a business podcast. Yes. Great. It's wonderful. Wow. Our audience <laughs> can add so much value and we can add so much value to them. Right. Listen here. Yeah. Co create. That's another popular thing. But you were going on your popular thing. <laughs> so let's talk about your popular thing. Okay. So I'm going to describe four different scenarios. And three of them are less than ideal. 
And the fourth one I'll start with. And this is when you are highly challenged but highly supported. Okay. In that environment, you grow, you are engaged in your work, and you're developing. Okay. So in situations like that, growth is actually promoted. So mm. it's not just people saying we have a growth mindset. It's actually promoted. And learning, like real learning occurs in that space. All right. Now, that's high support and high high challenge. Let's say you're highly supported, but there's no challenge or there's low challenge. Okay. So in that situation, it's comfortable. Mm. And because it's comfortable, there's suboptimal learning, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're given tasks to do or you're working on projects, there's no need for input into the task. There's nothing you really have to do beyond what you know. Yeah. You don't you get <laughs> spoon-fed, basically. Or the, you yeah. can just do it. Yeah. Okay. The work just isn't yeah. challenging. Right. On the other side of that fence, what happens if you are not supported, but you're highly challenged? Oof. Okay. Stress. Yeah. That's just like, even just listening to it gives me anxiety. That is the anvil on your head yes, scenario. Yeah. I've been sick before. Stress-induced sickness. Because mm. of this particular scenario. It's not it's not pretty. Yeah. Booked off for a week in the hospital, um, got home, and then when I got when I was able to work, I had to work at home without a shirt on because um this particular stress induced illness that I had, my nerve endings went crazy. It's almost like they didn't know error error can't compute. So mm. wearing You're just constantly on fire, like wearing you're, you're clothing irritated in yeah. certain parts of my body. It felt like those places were on fire. Mm -hmm. And my body's out of whack because it was stress-induced. It was crazy. It was crazy. Mad. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's from that. Um, but we live in such a... Sorry to interrupt you, but I mean, the number of people who actually have suffered a similar experience, it's insane, actually. Mm. Your body just starts to shut down purely because you're exhausted and you're stressed. Like, there's actually physically nothing wrong with you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have high blood pressure. You're not like, you know, like physically ill. You're just stress-induced and fatigue-induced mm -hmm. um, illness. And that's like, that's the worst because what you need to do is go and rest. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes feel like that's the worst advice you can give a busy person. Yes. Just go sleep, Mo. So where? Sleep. <laughs> that's a roommate in my life. I can't just go and sleep. <laughs> so I feel you. I feel mm -hmm. you. 100%. That's a horrible place to be in. Horrible. In fact, I didn't even share a story about the high support, low challenge. I think every time I've made a shift in my career, I was about to jump into another model. Remind me to come back to S-curves, growth curves, the S-curve of growth. I'll come back to that. S-curve. Anyway. The S-curve of growth. The S-curve. I used to do S-curves. I was a page boy and I did an S curve. It was amazing. <laughs> Remind me to show you guys the pictures. I'm but not even going to look at you right now. Because <laughs> 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 the visual is going to be stuck oh, in my man. head and I'm just. <laughs> anyway, back to the model. So the fourth scenario is when there's low support and low challenge. That is when you're disengaged. You're apathetic. Do these people care or not? Your team is just, you know, mm. there's little progress in learning. There's no engagement. And I don't think anyone wants that because it just means who's driving, guys? There's a car. It's moving. But like, hey, who's driving? We're freewheeling. Mm. And no one really cares. And it's chilled. And also it's not a Tesla. So it doesn't have autopilot. Kind of like how 
it's creeping in more and more in broader society mm-hmm. in business um, oh, I was about to go off in a bit of a rant I'll hold myself <laughs> the okay. red hearing guy <laughs> Jesus needs to take the wheel in South Africa guys Jesus take the wheel anyway take anyway. it from my head so <laughs> that is the support challenge model okay okay so just a recap high support low challenge you're comfortable you're not really learning as fast as you should and stuff is relatively easy highly challenged low support Oof. you can't cope stressful anvil on your head mm. all the time low support low challenge you're probably not learning a lot of apathy a certain disengagement it's not nice right that's the model but where you want to be is highly supported mm-hmm. and growing highly because you're somewhere in the continu- continuum of learning that's where innovation happens mm-hmm. um that's where when businesses are going through their cycles you feel a lot of renewal things are growing mm. and that's personal and for the business so yeah. that's the model and i think when you're managing people there are different ways you can figure out where you are as a manager and what that person needs right Um I'm not going to go into another model but there is kind of like another continuum of like what does this person need from me mm. how much space do I give them it's a continuum of models <laughs> but do much <laughs> and you've also got to have goals right you've got to be able to measure what can, we're doing here can I right? can I actually jump in here so that we yeah. can structure because I think I didn't know where this conversation was going but I think we found where it needed to go yeah this model for me I think is brilliant because it it works on both sides if you are the person that is an employee or you are sitting there trying to run your business the bit that you need to be looking at is the challenge component of the model and asking yourself the question what does it look like when i am challenged what does it look like when i am growing what does it look like when i'm developing if you are on the other axis and you are now the person responsible for managing the performance the question is asking yourself what does support look like right is w- what does it look like when my team is supported how how am i briefing them and giving them instructions how am i making sure that they are taking care of themselves if they need a break they are taking a time out how do i how do i manage the support what does that look like and i think you you were sort of going there in terms of shooting off a couple of those things but i think you know just to land the conversation like let's let's have a chat around those things so when you are the one that's trying to grow what what does it look like for you to be challenged what are the things that you need to look out for and listen out for to make sure that you are being challenged because i think if you are ending up in a situation where you don't have that level of challenge as an employee or as a person running a business you are then at risk of finding yourself becoming apathetic mm. you mm. are at the risk of finding yourself becoming disengaged falling into depression and feeling like there's no progress i mean i've got a couple but mo i don't know if you want to go first um, i'm not go for it i'm still chewing sorry i'm still chewing what oh. he has asked Don't do that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to God no one listens to us with your phone son. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh man. I'll slap you in the mouth. <laughs> This is why people get slapped. Okay, Willard. Okay, Willard. 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 Okay. This is why people get slapped. Okay. Anyway, um 
<laughs> Do you guys remember we had a conversation over a year ago where I was just really concerned about what comes next in my career? Mm-hmm. And we had a little powwow and you guys gave me some good feedback. You basically said, spend a bit more time asking yourself these exact same questions, but you need to have a bit more information. Like you need to go further down the road mm-hmm. in your thinking. Mm-hmm. I think at that point I was frustrated because I'd done a lot of work already. These are the kinds of jobs I can get with my skill set. But all it came down to eventually is what does it feel like when you grow? Mm-hmm. Go back and look at those experiences. Yeah. So when I'm growing, I've got an interesting problem. The answer isn't immediately obvious. Mm-hmm. Or if it is, the execution isn't immediately obvious. Mm. It's the kind of work that forces me to engage with other people who know stuff I don't. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of work that puts me in a situation where I'm always saying, geez, all these guys are so smart, but there's a lot of respect at the table. Yeah. And we're just trying to get this thing done because we've got a common purpose and understanding. Yeah. So you always feel like there's this purple zone beyond what is comfortable mm. that you are tapping into, but you want to because mm. you want to solve this problem. Mm. The problem intrigues and interests you, and it's also important to you yeah. for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. I can't do it on my own. These guys are smart. Mm. I need them, but we need to collaborate. Yeah. That's how it feels every time I've hit like a purple patch of growth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. if I don't think the people on this team are smart people, I'm disengaged. I'm like, what are you guys? <laughs> yeah. Apply your mind. <laughs> apply your mind. <laughs> they can't apply their minds. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. They, 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 they can't apply. <laughs> to the extent where there are some people who I'm just like, even hard workers have a smartness about them. People that don't consider themselves smart, but just put on the hours. There's a dedication and purpose and a drive that comes through with people. Mm -hmm. And over time, they just accumulate knowledge. Mm. And they become these repositories that are steady hands that do things that you learn a whole lot from. Mm. I value a lot of people that I've worked with where initially, just because you're not a quick mover, you don't like get people sort of dismiss you. And then after working with them on projects, on long-term things, you you, you learn to rely on them, you learn to lean on them, and they teach you and you grow. Mm. So they're different kinds of intelligence. So don't think that I'm just saying, apply your mind, everyone must be like from Mensa. That's not what I'm saying, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) I think there are different kinds of intelligence and so many things to learn from all sorts of people in the work environment, and I've learned a lot from different types of people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying that the first step is to apply your mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I think that's... uh, that's a very important point. I think the people that you surround yourself with, um, in in my experience especially, over and above the work that actually gets done, a lot of my growth and learning has come from, you know, surrounding myself with certain people. Mm. I genuinely feel that if you're like coming into work or if your team is be, is, is is built up of people who are really, really pushing, mm. people who are, you know, um, like different kinds of smarts and that kind of stuff, mm. they're just pushing you to play at a higher level consistently and in my experience most of my growth has come from that kind of stuff yeah. over and above the actual challengingness of the work mm. it's the people around me that are actually sharpening my knives yeah so i've got a question now i mean i have some of my experiences but i think i've used this as a therapy session um so i throw it back at you guys instead guys go, go the fuck to therapy yeah do that thing yeah <laughs> okay. do that thing yeah it's, it's important but all these things we've described about what the ideal state looks like and what it feels like. What have we done in our personal capacities? And I mean like the truth. When things aren't going that way. Like how do you 
bounce back? How do you push through? How do you take care of yourself? What happens when you break down? What triggers it? Like, um, mm. because what we're talking about here is we don't live in Wonderland, yeah. Alice. Mm-hmm. Okay, the model we aren't on high support, high challenge mm-hmm. most of the time, twenty four seven, right? So what's happening when we we in situations that that are tough? Can I say something that I actually learned in therapy? Yeah, is don't always be seeking to run away from the problem or the mess. And I think a lot of us do that a lot of the time where it's like, yo, shubile, like, let me rather stick my head in the sand and pretend that this mess isn't there and when I come back, it will have gone away. Or we do stuff that sort of, it suppresses the pressure as opposed to actually taking the pressure off because we're not working through things. We're not dealing with the actual challenges in front of us. And it's like, Sit with the mess, feel whatever you're feeling. If you need to break down, break down. Like if you need to have an anxiety attack, have an anxiety attack and breathe your way through this. And I'm I'm not saying this lightly because oh, every time I had an anxiety attack, I can tell you it never felt like I needed it. So I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying this lightly. I'm speaking as a person who like has anxiety attacks and like dealing with the depression, like having those days where you're like, I, I know that I've got the world on my shoulders today. I need to go out and parent. I need to go out and do this. Emails, talk to these people, sort this stuff out, da, da, da. But mm. I, I physically cannot get myself out of bed. Oof. But Oof. one of the things that therapy has taught me is like, learn to live with the mess that is your life. Yeah. And I think that applies to everything, be it personal relationships, be it work, be it whatever. Learn to live with the mess. Learn to identify the mess and how it makes you feel. Feel what you're feeling. And only from there can you actually constructively start to work through things in a way that deals with the challenge that you've actually got in front of you. Because Mm. at the end of the day, guys, if we are talking about self-care and self-love and it's going away on weekends with friends, you're going to go away on weekends with friends. When you come back, that shit is still there. You come back to the same crap. Right? You might feel a little bit better. You might feel a little more motivated and refreshed. But two, three weeks down the line, it's going to come back and slap you again. And it comes back harder and harder every single time. Mm. So, one, go the fuck to therapy. Two, like actually deal with stuff that's in front of you, but also give yourself the time and the space to feel what you're feeling. And then lastly, I'd say, cut yourself some slack. Like we, we're all human. We all feel things. We all make mistakes. Like it's not the end of the world. Be I kind pr- to yourself. Be kind to yourself. I promise you just because you didn't respond to the CEO's email, the world's not going to stop spinning tomorrow. <laughs> just because you lost a client, just because you didn't pay someone's on time, just because your car got repossessed, just because the bank put your house on auction. I guarantee you tomorrow morning, you're going to open your eyes. You're going to wake up. The world is still going to be spinning. The sun is still going <laughs> to be in the sky. The birds are still going to be chirping. Like, cut yourself some slack like it's not the end of the world and i think if if you figure out a way to do that for yourself you you give yourself the freedom to actually be like you know what let me take care of me make sure that i'm okay and then i'll get back to dealing with all these mountains that are sitting in front of me Mm. preach drops mic that is very powerful and the people said you guys clearly don't go to church. <laughs> <laughs> the people said Barampam. <laughs> what what, what, what church do you go to, man? <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I think because we, we need to wrap this one up, uh, we, we've sort of looked at it from 
like what I'm doing to take care of myself. Again, audience for this podcast is probably people in leadership positions. What does it look like on the other side of the model where now you're responsible for supporting people? What what does it look like when you are an effective leader from a support perspective where you are offering people enough support to succeed, but at the same time you're not like hand holding and spoon feeding people? Mm. Yeah, guys, I just I really need to circle back to what a corporate thing to say, mm-hmm. but to the fact <laughs> that you're a corporate man. Um, <laughs> most of our jobs, guys, we're not doing open heart surgery. We're not. <laughs> we, 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 we haven't got the the weight of the country's economy resting on our shoulders. And also, so what if you do? Like, we're not saving lives. It's okay to take a break. Yeah. Okay. It's important. If you need professional help on the mental health side of things. Do it, yeah. you know. It's important. Like, let's take care of ourselves. Like, there's, there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and I think we all know we're not gonna flog a dead horse. We know why mm-hmm. we've all felt a bit more fragile these days. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah, but also nothing happens without you. Like, you are your biggest asset. True. Like you, like you as a person are your biggest asset. Nothing happens without you. So if you're not taking care of yourself, all these other things in the long term don't really matter because you won't be healthy or stable enough to do any of these things. So always just like think of it from that perspective that you are your biggest asset. You are the creator of the ROI. Mm -hmm. So if you're not taking care of yourself, then there is no ROI that, you know, like these deals don't get made. The products don't get to the shelf. The innovations don't come together if you're not there to make it, you know, happen. So take care of yourself. Mm. And always remember that like the world is vast, eh? Like the world is large. If you are gone for a couple of days, if you don't respond to a couple of emails, it's fine. Truly. Like it really, it's it's okay to be unavailable. Like I said in the beginning, it's okay not to be around. You know what I mean? So take care of yourself. I, I don't think those answers went where I thought they were going to go when I asked the question, but it's actually so valid because as a human being, like we tend to take all the pressure that we're feeling and, like push it downwards to the people that we we feel we are in control of in terms of moving levers to get stuff done. Mm. So like it it all actually goes back to self. Even you, Mr. CEO of Fortune 500 company, like it, it goes back to have you done the work to take care of yourself so that you can be better at supporting those around you. Yeah. And on that note. On that note. I think we should all just count to three, take a deep breath, mm. and exhale. On three. One, two, three. Feel the toxicity leave your body oh one See. limb shoot. at a time. Shoot. 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 What is happening? Shoot. Shoot. I think it's the end of the episode. Come on, say shoo. Here we go. Press the button. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.